Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the House of Gains podcast. My name's Abishamatis and as always I'm joined by Nathan Lewis. On today's episode we're here to talk about physical health and sports. Again, this is our perspective and understanding of nutrition, sport and recreation, our workouts and the motivation behind them. Now, this information is not to be used to cure, diagnose, or treat any illness or disease. Please speak to your healthcare professional before making any change to your lifestyle or behavior. Stick around for a part one of our two-part series. Can't wait to get into it. Right here, everybody. Welcome back to another episode from the House Against podcast. Um, sorry we've been a bit able at the moment. Yeah, we had a bit, uh, bit of a hiatus there. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since our last episode. Um, Christmas and news and stuff and... Yeah, everybody knows that January doesn't actually exist when it comes to the calendar months. <laughs> but, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, welcome welcome everyone to the new year, to 2021. Um, let's hope that this year, it's better than last year, by a mile. Yeah, um, not another dumpster fire, thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> We're already off to a good start, the but, uh, US elections are yeah, going well. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, there's a little bit going on, but yeah, how's, how's your holiday, Abba? Um, my holiday's actually been pretty up and down a little bit um had a had a death in the family which was pretty shocking as our first kind of grandmother our first grandparents passed away so it's a little bit shocking um but on the flip side got the entire family together back down in tassie which was fantastic to see everybody um and yeah it was good to good to have the family together for christmas even if the circumstances weren't the best but yeah other than that been down the beach enjoyed some much needed time off um, and very much ready and waiting to get into the new year. What about yourself? Need a couple of weeks off there. Um, yeah, I had a small break. Um, I essentially worked all through Christmas and New Year's. Um, had a few days there before Christmas. Went home, saw the family. Um, that's about it. I haven't really. I don't really take holidays generally. Um, that being said, I'm yeah, going no away rest to, for the weekend. I going away to Madrid next week for for a week, so that'll be fun. I am very much looking forward to dropping out the app. Fucking six a.m. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, good. You know, that's what friends are for. It's a hard one. Um, but yeah, no, I'm definitely keen to get into the year. I'm definitely on track to smash my first goal of hitting a, one book every three weeks. So I'm not far from. One book every three weeks. So I did a book a month last year, and I crushed yep. that. Oh, crushed that! I finished that. <laughs> Just you scraped past. Scraped in. <laughs> now the ambition for this year. The goals have been set. Um, as per our uh, second podcast about setting goals and stuff, but goals have been set, um, so hopefully it's a big year for us. Definitely. Yeah, so looking forward to it. Actually, so you've touched a little bit on your goal for the year, so it's 12 books for the year? Uh, so I think it uh, something like about 12, but I think it ended up being between 14, no, 14 and 18, or somewhere in that moment. 14 and 18 whatever, books. Whatever, three by, you know, by how many fucking... I mean, there's 12 months, there's yeah. 52 weeks. 50, yeah, 50 divided by 3. Okay. Whatever, hold on. I don't know. This, <laughs> I've never actually done. This is some rough math. By, what did we say? By uh, three. three. So 17 books. So 17 was, that's books. Okay. So just under 18 books. So, and what kind of books are you going to be reading? Um, I'll finish all the ones I bought, the excessive amounts I bought last year. All the there's the no shelf. way you're going to finish off on the book. No, 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 no. You no. bought fucking 50 books last year. Yeah, I know. And now I've got them all. And now I've got 17 <laughs> to read this year. So, but some of them are complex. Like, I'm halfway through two of them. Yeah. Uh, I had to get the them. dictionary out a couple of times. Oh, and more than a couple. Fucking Google <laughs> Matt. Google Translate. Google Matt. Um, fucking dictionary was my best friend last yeah, year for a few. Fair enough. But, um, yeah, no, that and uni as well. Um, 
Because you've had a break from uni over the summer. Yeah, I had a summer off. Uh, which First is time in... Four years. Four, four years, five years. So that was very refreshing um, to simply just have three months or four months just no. to wake up and not have, almost in a way, not have any responsibility yeah, or any, anything weighing, like any Do you remember how to study? <laughs> the yeah. irony is that I bought a book on how to be better at studying. I think the so, irony uh, is it's like you didn't really know how to study in the first place. <laughs> Well, you could do that. Yeah, because look, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. It's like, you know those like semi-smart kids who used to coast along through high school and never actually learned how to study? Yeah, we're the ones who got that, kicked in the dick yeah. when it came to uni. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I definitely, um, I've invested a couple of books about memory, um, better study techniques and stuff, because last thing I want to do is have a repeat of last trimester two and, and failure unit oh, and stuff. Oh, that was hilarious. So, yeah, well, let's not revisit <laughs> that. Um, but, yeah, no, definitely going to, gonna, you know, the, the whole nose down. Um, nose to the grindstone pretty yeah, much? Yeah, pretty much. So, Sweet. hopefully, that's that's the plan anyway. But nice. But yourself, what's, what's the goals this year? The goal for this year is a car, which means saving, which means work. You and me both, yeah. Um, so, it's about finding that consistency between work, study, sport, and Planning. social. yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be the first kind of year that I've actually dedicated to having a, a financial solid goal. Yeah, yeah, financial and solid goal in mind as opposed to like coasting around. Put a around. fair quid towards your your computer last year. Yep. That that'd almost be worth what third of what your car's gonna be worth, or in the... probably about half. In honesty, <laughs> <laughs> I've spent way too much money on this setup. <laughs> it's a good oh, setup. It'll last God. you a long time. It better last me a that's, fucking that's, long that's time. That's the idea. Um, but yeah, so the car is a goal for this year, um, yeah. something we'll be working towards um, pretty much throughout the entire year, as well as finishing up my uni degree, hopefully. So Last seven, year. Yeah, seven units to go, touch wood, and again, head down, bum up, yeah. um, getting this shit done. Yeah. So very much looking forward to it and getting done and I suppose getting out into the full-time world, which is going to be exciting. Yeah, full time teacher, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's it's gonna be exciting. Mr. Like Mr. Matias. Mr. Matias. For that. Oh, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> um, but no. So yeah. So we talked about a little bit about our goals. Um, just whether they be mental, theory, um, financial, financial, whatever it is. Yeah, personal. So. But I suppose we should really get into the meat of this episode yeah, now. So episode three, physical health. Nathan, what are we talking about today? Uh, brief overview. We're going to talk a little bit about nutrition, uh, about sport and recreation, uh, about working out at home, essentially, um, and a bit about motivation. Uh, we tend to waffle on a little bit about motivation, but we find yeah, we, we're good at that. It's a critical component of, of it's it's an epicenter of, of our daily routine. So, mm. yeah, so we're going to have a brief overview of what what good nutrition looks like. Um, a little bit of explanation about why some people have, lack understanding and, and where you know where government guidelines drop the ball a little bit. Um, then we're going to talk about sport and recreation, um, not not like club life and stuff like that, like we did yep. in the introduction, but more about the benefits, uh, why we chose sports that we enjoy, um, pros and cons essentially of joining clubs um, and, and you know getting small groups together and doing some sort of physical activity yep. together. Yep. Um, and then a little bit of response to lockdown, how we come out of it, where, where we're at right now with our little home gym set up and have general routine. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, so that's a beautiful review. So. so I suppose to kick us off, what good nutrition looks like. Now, this is an area where I've had 
really good periods and I've had really bad periods. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things that um, because my a lot of my um, motivation and understanding comes from the bodybuilding lifestyle and that's very very rigid, very structured diets where yep. you know essentially every morsel of intake is tracked. Um, and that's not necessarily the case for 99% of the population. Yeah, very true. Um, but it's the, it, the crux of it comes back down to balancing good and bad nutrition. Yep. Um, that's, what people, that's what people find a lot, uh, where a lot of the difficulty lies because, and like you and I, um, you can try as many diets as you want, but until you find the one that suits your, what, your lifestyle, yeah. you're, you're normally bound to fail. Or you don't normally enjoy it. Um, mm. I myself don't tend to cook. I'm not not tend to cook. I don't enjoy cooking. Let alone I don't enjoy eating as a whole. Like I find eating. If you could have liquid food, you no, nah, not even liquid, man. Like just if like, I could, like a capsule or something. A just capsule. A couple of times yeah, a day, just be down sick. a pill or something like that. That'd be so like useful, man. Because I just find chewing just a pain in the ass. <laughs> I have better things to do in my time than sit there and chew food. Like you spend like, and I saw someone on Instagram. You spend two hours cooking food. And 10, 10 hours. Oh, fuck. 10 hours. 10 minutes eating. <laughs> yeah, eating it for yeah. 10 minutes. Like, don't get me wrong. I love food. Like, I love good food, right? Mm. But I am i don't like cooking. Um, and, you know, I tend to do meal prep and that's all I'll do. I'll eat the same meal for four or five nights in a row, same meal for lunch, four or five nights in a row. See, that's it. I think our philosophy when it comes to cooking is a little bit different. See, I yeah. love cooking yeah. because, like, as an activity yeah, with people, with friends, for friends even. Yeah. Um, and I feel there's something about like a home cooked meal that just can't be beat. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's like sometimes if I'm just doing it for myself, seven days a week, I find it very monotonous. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where it comes down to cooking meals that you want enjoy to eat and meals that are good for you. Yeah. So I think that's that's the difference because it's like I could cook a pizza seven days a week yeah. and I would love that you pizza. Love pizza. But the pizza loves my hips as well <laughs> which is where I tend to gather a lot of my weight I'm sure we have a lot of friends that would agree with you <laughs> I reckon yeah. we would have way too many people um, but no I think that's it's a big part of nutrition it's like I love my sport I love my fitness but there's so much that nutrition actually ties into that, yeah. that before we started talking about this kind of stuff not even on the podcast but previously yeah. that I didn't necessarily understand and I think that ties in well with the whole idea about the education behind nutrition yeah definitely so for sure um, nutrition 100% is based on your lifestyle so if you're very active you can tend to get away with um, eating high calorie meals and not necessarily higher in protein and carbs but a lot of fat as well um, so Actually, before before we start talking about that talk us through some of the breakdowns like you've mentioned carbs fats proteins yeah so i think it would be remiss if we didn't actually break course. that down to start um off. so the the main energy source of the body is carbohydrates um they're broken down to provide the most amount of energy for the body mm-hmm. um, they're a fast intake uh, nutrient they're a macronutrient macro being you need a lot of them yeah um, micronutrients being vitamins and minerals and stuff like that um compare that to fat Fat is a slower burning energy source, but it contains more calories. Right. So, so from my memory, uh, carbohydrates, one gram of carbohydrate and one gram of protein have five calories, uh, and I'll double check that. And one gram of fat has, uh, I believe it's nine 
Um, so carbohydrates, from my limited amount of general knowledge that I have, break down into sugars, is that correct? Yeah, sorry. So carbohydrates and protein have four, Yep. not five, um, and fat has nine. So yeah, carbohydrates break down in sugar and it's fast uh, it's burnt fast in your body um, as a rapid energy source where fat um, metabolizes a lot slower. Yep. Um, and it's a process in the body that escapes you now at the moment just because of my sleep deprivation. <laughs> but where it, can, it converts excessive um, blood, uh, excessive carbs or sugars in your body into fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so ten, people that tend to be inactive but also eat high calorie diets uh, or high calorie meals. Um, tend to have a lot of body fat compared to someone who right. eats. Um, you know, you compare a marathon runner to a sedentary lifestyle person yeah. um, and they eat the exact same meal. You know, say they eat a 4,000 calorie uh, day. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, marathon runner tends to burn a lot of that energy off because they're so active. Yeah. Their body is used to metabolizing f- um, calories at speed. Well, I suppose I suppose we think we talk about the amount of active minutes that the average person has per day. Yeah, that's exactly. I right. think the recommended amount of active minutes is what sixty minutes a day. Yeah, I think government guidelines is about one hundred and fifty, um, something like one hundred and fifty to two hundred and thirty minutes a week or something. Yeah. Um, which which like when you when you think about it, it not a lot of people get Shit, that. Because no. no, like I mean, you think about it. The average person, let's say the average Joe Blow, works nine to five every day, sitting behind a desk. Like, if yeah. you drive to work, you are essentially walking from your bed to the car, you're driving to work, you're sitting down for you're from car to your desk. eight hours of the day. And just repeat. This and then just sit down, rinse and repeat. Yeah. So like, where, does, where does the average person fit in 60 minutes of activity per day? Well, in the day, that comes down to if you're, where you prioritise things. Like, at the end of the day, everyone's got the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Some people forget that, you know, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. It's not a fact that you're too busy, it's a fact that you've got different priorities. So nice. someone that puts priorities over, puts priority on things that aren't related to their own health tend to come up with excuses that, oh, I don't have time. Where you, and I understand that a lot of people work long hours. Yeah. Like, you know, someone that does 12-hour days does can't afford to come home yeah. and then go for a run for an hour and then do all the things that they want to do in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but the... the um, but I suppose the flip side of that is that that comes down to motivation, as we've already talked about. Yeah. It comes down to setting your right goals. Yeah. comes down to organizing your time well. It's like, as we said, like average person sits down. Like how, how many times would you sit down and watch a movie? Like of a day, of, of a night, just to relax, wind down, um, stuff like that. I don't uh, To watch a movie specifically, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm normally doing something else. No. Like I normally... You know, fucking around with D and D stuff and have a movie on or whatever in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'll I'll do that for a large amount of time for yeah. sure. Because um, like I know it's one of the things where I do where if I sit down to eat some food, if I go to just chill before bed or something like yeah. that. Nine times out of ten, I'll chuck a movie on just to fall Talk asleep to next day. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, government guidelines. I just searched them. One hundred and fifty to three hundred minutes of moderate intensity. Physical activity, uh, per, uh, pre- preferably all day, uh, all days of the week. Accumulate that much. Per right. Week. So it ends up being about two and a half to five hours of moderate intensity per week. Per week. Interesting. So that is actually very interesting. Yeah, that's that's the from the Department of Health that one. Um, anyway, sorry. So before we 
move on and protein um, has four calories and that's essentially the macronutrient responsible for repairing and building new muscle tissue right. it has a lot of other uses but i you know, I that's, can't be fucking getting into the, <laughs> that's, that's, for that's like the a big mouth. So, one. so yeah. the protein is used to repair and build muscle. Correct. The carbs and the fats work as providing energy for the body. Yeah. So fats are a slow release yep. source of energy, whereas carbs are a quick release yes. form of energy. So you take into account you you know you have a bar you have a Mars bar. There's yep. a lot of sugar in that. Generally, people use that as a rapid energy source as opposed to having as a little bit of a pick me up. Pick me up. That's right. Yep. As opposed to having uh, the equivalent weight in a steak right okay. a steak may have more calories because it's got more fat in it oh mm -hmm. well, maybe i haven't looked at the stats of it but generally um non-trimmed uh steak for example like a wagyu steak yeah. for example would have a shitload of fat in it got a shitload yeah of fat. um the calories would be certainly different mm -hmm. but one would give you a lot more energy instantaneously you get a huge spike in insulin as a result yeah which gives you a lot more energy to burn um, so insulin is sugar in the blood, or it's a oh god, I'm <laughs> <laughs> putting you. God, give yeah, me a second. It's been a I, I study exercise, sports science, and let me go. To <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I've looked over this stuff. Man. Yeah, look, um, I it? think your last placement interview would tell no, the same thing. Talk, don't talk about it. <laughs> so it just shows that you know I don't know everything, of course. Look, so it's a hormone. Um, insulin. Yeah. So insulin is a peptide hormone produced by beta cells of the pancreatic islets. Islets, sorry. Uh, it is considered to be the main anabolic hormone in the body. So essentially responsible for energy transfer. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're the they're the three. Um, getting a balance of each. Most people operate on a diet of um, a normal diet realm somewhere between um, a 30-30 um, and a 40 split. So 30% 30, 30 protein, 30% fat, and 40% carbs. Right, okay. so the majority of people are eating more carbs than they are protein or fats. Yeah, you match that with a sedentary lifestyle. That's why Australia is a very, very obese country. So when you say carbs, like what are the main forms of carbs that the everyday person comes in, into contact with? The most common is mono and polysaccharides. Um, which are? Provide me some examples, Which please. are the, uh, the amount of... Um, the ch I believe it's the chains, the saccharide chains inside the the um, nutrients. So mono being one, and uh, poly being multiple. Right. So oh god, you'd think I'd do some research before this, but yeah, you'd think. I thought you were. But here in, I am. In the weeks building up to this, Nathan kept going. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do some research. I don't yeah. want to jump into a podcast. I <laughs> Nor did I expect to be asked about mono and polysaccharides and get this. I initially was like, oh, we'll just talk briefly about... Okay, but... Okay, so off, off the top of your head, carbs come in many forms like bread, pasta, right. oh, sorry, rice... Sorry, yeah, 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 so... Not bloody mono and polysaccharides. That's actually what you're asking for. Sorry. Yeah, because I know all about them. <laughs> <laughs> that serves me for assuming you know. Um... <laughs> So you've got, yeah, most common like bread and rice and grains, yep. um, pastas, um, they're the most common ones people go Which to Australians go to absolute fucking Oh, yeah. Not, not just Australians, like internationally, like because of the way food's processed now, it's so easy to get so much sugar into you. True. Um, yeah, essentially just day-to-day -day foods, there's a lot well, of... It's, it's, it's honestly amazing how reliant we as like... A people as like a species as a culture yeah. has become so reliant on sugar yeah that's right and it's it's not 
and diet isn't talked about enough. Like, mm. hence why I'm like, oh, shit, actually, I've actually forgotten about it because I don't talk about insulin enough. No. And, and, you know, the molecules and stuff and whatever. I normally talk about training as opposed to nutrition side. Yep. Um, but, yeah, definitely it's a lot easier for people to come in contact with high, higher calorie meals. Um, and you compare that with fat where it's so easy to, um, you know, buy meat and whatnot from the store that yeah. isn't as clean as it, sh- as it could True. be. Because oftentimes the higher fat meats are the cheaper ones. That's exactly right. Because there's less um, there's less cuts involved. Um, there's less time taken to trim fat off. Yep. It's a lot easier to cut the the slab of whatever it is, mm. stick it on a pan, wrap it it's in like, plastic. It's like take for example, like I reckon the majority of people who listen to this podcast, I'd say ninety percent of them probably do their own shopping. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. But let's let's say for example, so you walk into your local supermarket, Coles, Woolies, whatever. Yeah. You go into the meat aisle and you see all the different types of mints. So you've got three, four, five star mints. Yeah, really, yeah. Each of them has got a slightly higher or lower fat content. Generally, yeah. Nine times out of ten, the higher the fat content, the cheaper the mint is. Yeah. And that comes down to labour, that comes down to production, that yeah. comes down to so many different factors. But I suppose that just shows you one example of why a lot of us probably have a lot more fat than we probably should be. Yeah. Because I'm not sure about everybody else, but as a student, I would nine times out of ten go for the cheapest fucking yeah. option to save as opposed money. to right. yeah to save money. And that just shows one example of why it is, I don't know, it is difficult sometimes to yeah. eat the right kind of stuff. Yeah, and 100%. A lot of people, um, some people may not be aware, but the higher the fat content of like mints and, um, and steak and whatnot in the store... Um, it contains a shitload of water. Yeah. So you factor in, you know, when you crack open the mints yep. and you put it on a fry pan and suddenly it's full of water. True, true. That's inside the fat molecules inside the mints. So that's why the cheaper, shitty, fatter meat is, but it's based on weight. Mm-hmm. It's always cleaner and generally it'll end up being always cheaper to make your own mints. But not everyone can go to, you know, a local farmer and say, hey, can you cut me three kilos of cow? True. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, generally the higher the quality meat, the less water and the less fat that's in it. I know. And, they, and how the supermarkets get away with it is they bump up the price of the dearer meat to offset the cost of getting rid of the fat and getting rid of the water. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, you buy half a kilo of five star against a half a kilo of three star, it costs you six or seven dollars a difference, which is fucking bullshit. <laughs> But it's just the way that, you know... Consumerism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Capitalism. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think generally growing up, like even through primary and high school, I had no idea about nutrition. No. Oh, God, no. They so teach you, you, do, you remember the, do you remember the food pyramid yeah, or whatever food pyramid's trash as well. Yeah, I could not tell you what each of the tiers are. I know there's meat, there's vegetable, and so, there's dairy. Yeah, so there's... Bottom, which it's supposed to be you eat the most of. Yeah. You got mid range, you eat the moderate amount, and you got top. And apparently, according to this fucking, it's changed since we were, you know, in primary school yeah. and stuff. Because back then it was trash. It's like the bottom one was like heaps of breads and grains and rice and whatever. The second one was like moderate dairy, moderate cheese, moderate this, and the top one was moderate fats and moderate sugars. Right. So it's like, oh, don't eat a lot of sweets, don't eat a lot of fatty content. No. Yet the fucking bottom one is all 
have have as much bread as you want have as much and and i had like veggies on the bottom too yeah. and stuff so i was like have heaps of sugar with your um heaps of carbohydrates and have heaps of vegetables which vegetables as a rule have fuck all calories in it anyway yeah. like they're full of micronutrients which is why they're good for you and people um tend to have side effects when they're not getting enough of them yep um but i haven't looked at the government guidelines in you know in ages so i think because you know as um as our understanding of nutrition develops everyone's body operates differently yep. as opposed to 10 or 15 years ago when there was this concept that oh no everyone should be eating the same and i suppose it's hard for a government um government group to be like oh come up with a you know a national dietary well, plan. See, I, I suppose that's what governments do they try and standardize everything that's what i, I mean you look do. at education you look at nutrition yeah. you look at fitness and transport oh, yeah you know, whatever it is um i suppose that's the problem with standardization standardize standardization there you go there we go yeah my goodness, that was um, struggling hard. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna blame um, lack of sleep. You're the fully rested <laughs> fuck. Um, Just a, had a stroke or something. Maybe. Yeah. I so need more fucking vegetables. <laughs> it, comes, it comes down to um, education and I find I don't and my experience with the education system, it there's not enough for children there's not enough involved for students coming out. Yeah. Uh, especially for Oh, I suppose proactive year 12s and now have a pretty good understanding and I don't know what the health curriculum I mean, you think, looks you like think about, you think about health in general like unless you do P or like a specialised health subject yeah. you can drop it at fucking year 10 yeah that's right in, in which you barely learn about the birds and the bees yeah, yeah. it's like in half the, half the schools they probably don't even get taught reproduction yeah so it's like, I suppose that's a that's a problem with one education system and two the government's impact on yeah, it as well. Yeah, that's, that's that's a whole different kettle of fish and I think we're getting away from the topic. So coming back. Firstly, carbs, fats, proteins, and personalized diets. So uh, like I was saying earlier how people generally operate on a f- uh, 40, 30, 30. Um, that's a that's a normal um, general intake yeah for someone that, that gets some physical activity they'll go for a walk most days or they play sport or whatever yep. um, they get a few hours a week of physical activity um, again it depends on completely on, on the person and their requirements from their diet yep you look at a marathon runner's diet it is has a lot more carbohydrates and has a lot more protein and less fat yep right because it takes a lot more energy for them to operate at that the speed that they're required in their sport if they're heavy and bulky from muscle what are you showing so before christmas i got a garmin fitness watch as part of that it actually tracks my what they call intensity minutes per week so whether i go for a run whether i go for a ride whether i'm playing sport or shit like that i've tended to keep this on most hours of the day like the only time I take it off is really to charge it it's done an hour and I put it back on because I wear it over sleep everything like that so far over four days I've done 1,200 intensity minutes per week no what I'm (laughs) what I'm trying to say is there's a difference between an active person who plays sport so for example I've had sport four days a week for fucking yonks now I mean, I, I but, name an no, average no. person that does that. You do that. You fucking train 
every day. Yeah. Or at least six days a week. Well, five do, days a week. I don't do cardiovascular fitness, though. We do now. We, we have picked up boxing. Yeah. This is a genius. So, the reason we picked up boxing is you watched a fucking video on Tyson Fury and then gave me a call and said, ah, we're getting into boxing. Not just one. I would have watched like, <laughs> I would have like four hours of boxing videos. Four hours of boxing videos. It was on an overnight shift. And then all of a sudden, I get a call and it's like, Abra, I've bought all this shit. We're getting into boxing. Yeah, I spent six, seven hundred bucks, six hundred bucks on boxing stuff. It's a good idea too. I just don't want to be so hot. I was, I was only, I fucking hate I only mentioned earlier today about compulsive versus impulsive. Oh, I'm impulsive. Impulsive. <laughs> Dude, I spent two hundred dollars in coffee machine. I spent ten minutes thinking about it. Yeah, that was that was a good idea though. Most of my ideas are good, but they're just expensive ideas. Like seven hundred, six hundred dollars on a boxing bag and gloves and everything. Two hundred dollars on a coffee machine. You still don't have to fall off about those gloves. Fucking rebel sport. Fucking rebel sport. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. So yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but that being said, you know, um, and you, you take into context um, people that have had children or have children. That oh. Don't, God, yeah. Like you don't don't just consider you and I who essentially live away from home, who don't have children, who don't have full time work. But I mean, you think about that. It's like when, like I know, for example, like my mum has got six kids, mm. and the littlest one is five years old. When she was running after little bub, when she was starting to walk, starting to crawl, everything mm. like that. Hell, even carrying around like a ten kilo child yeah. all day. Like my mum's got fucking four arms of. <laughs> like gorilla, <laughs> yeah. she would crush my head. Fiona, if you listen to this, your son just called you a gorilla. <laughs> I did it in the sense that you are fit, mum. <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious. Like, I see mom, what you mean, yeah, yeah, like it's like carrying around a ten kilo weight, right. like and attached to your hip, like that would go to town. But I suppose when it comes down to it, it's really about the ways in which you find ways to keep active isn't yeah it? it's the intensity of the exercise you do mm. you know it's but there's guidelines for a lot of stuff um low low intensity exercise you obviously need a lot more to get the same outcome yep um and high intensity like yourself for example you do um generally a lot of sprinting and whatnot yeah. now that it's pre so for example so. like if i was to go for a walk every day i'd have to go an hour long walk for the same effort duration every, yeah. yeah for the same duration of like a 10 minute sprinting yeah, session yeah exactly right so um, yeah, it comes down to, um, you know, everyone's schedule, like, cause I mean, for, for just a base mark, like, cause essentially we're going to look back on this in 10 years. Talk us through your schedule at the moment. Right. Um, so generally we, that I'll do, I'll do resistance training, yep. uh, hypertrophy training or hypertrophy castle castle. Um, at least five to six days a week. Yeah. Um, I average is from about an hour to hour and a half, depending on the mood I'm in, um, depending on the weather and whatever. You know, if it's too hot, I tend how to how quickly we flake. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that's quickly it. Go fuck this. Um, but yeah, so generally that, and then I try to match it with this um, a tracked nutrition intake. Except I'm lazy and I don't meal prep as often as I should. Um, but I, to be honest, I couldn't even get a gauge on how many calories I burn. All I know, I'm trying as I'm trying to gain weight, yeah. and I struggle with that a lot because I don't eat enough. So which makes me think that my metabolism ops operates well, or really relatively well. Yeah. That 
um, it's easy enough to, for me to retain muscle because I consume a lot of protein, but I'll, in the hindsight, I don't consume a lot of calories. Right. So it's hard for me so to you're, So when we come back to the nutritional intake, your protein is a lot higher than the average person. Yeah, I don't. But I, your calorie intake as a whole is, is probably lower. Despite what, you know, despite... You know, it's just me being lazy, that's all. Yeah. And just refusing to cook or prep or shit like that. Yeah, I should, but I don't. Hire a personal chef or I something. I fucking wish, man. So I can so go to town on it. But they've, anyway, so yeah, I'd probably operate on a protein intake of, you know, in the realm of 40, 45%. Um, I don't eat a lot of fat. I don't need to eat a lot of fat. I consume a lot of, um, a lot of carbs as energy because, you know, I stay up all night, you know, at work, yeah. or I eat a lot before I train, um, stuff like that. Um, but to to keep my insides safe, you know, to keep my um, my HDL low, my as in hypo um, density lipoprotein cholesterol low, um, keep my arteries as clean as I can. Because yeah. in the, the day, oh, I know that. The intake I do now, or that we do, or that young people do now as a mm. whole, um, reverberates in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And I see it all the time yeah. at work, a lot of um, atrial fibrillation, a lot of uh, high cholesterol, um, hypertension with a lot of old people that go through the private health system. Mm. And that can come back to a lack of understanding of you know intake, that you can eat low-fat um, diets and... Um, and higher protein and stuff like mm-hmm. that to keep your, you know, essentially inside safe. I suppose it's a, it's a little bit of a sensitive topic to discuss with some people, isn't it? It can be, Like yeah. the whole idea of what are you eating? What's your nutrition like? Yeah, yeah. Because like, I know a lot of people who I have tried to talk to about their diets, they're just like, don't talk to me about some this. Some people get really defensive about it because they feel like, because and perhaps there's an innate sense inside someone that, Wants to wants to achieve a better diet, but they haven't. So the moment that someone brings it up, they don't want to talk about it mm. you know, of the risk of feeling ashamed of themselves. Um, and there's a. I feel like that's a lot of it. That's a bigger topic than I think we're. Yeah, no, no. But like as a, as you know, some people and I speak to people and ask you know, you know, how much do you weigh now? And they, some people get offended by it. And I sort of have to remind them. I said I'm not coming from a point to try and change your point of view. Yeah. Um. You know, if someone tells me that what their weight is. And if I've seen them physically, you know, I can get a gauge on, you know, if they're relatively healthy or not. Yep. Um, and it's not coming from a point, you know, if, if I ask someone how much they weigh or, you know, what your diet look like, it's not for me to go, oh, no, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. It's for me to understand, you know, if we're going to talk about nutrition and diets and exercise, it's for me to understand what your lifestyle is now where improvements can be made. Yeah. So anyone that isn't physically active but tells me they want to lose weight, I said, oh, there's one or two ways. You can eat the same amount what you're doing now, you increase your activity, or you keep the same amount of activity but you decrease your calories that you're consuming. Um, um, one or two ways. And, well, because that's it. People are starting to clue into the fact that to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. It's like I am seeing that everywhere it can in the end of the day that's as simple as it is and that's as that's mm. that's as basic as the science gets like i could eat noodles all day and as long as i'm in a calorie deficit you will lose i weight. will lose weight so i you, could eat pizzas the all key day. key 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 word being weight because mm. it includes muscle mass and fat mass 
Right. And water weight as well, I'm assuming it comes into that? Uh, water, water weight, water weight just fluctuates. Water, yeah, it, can, it fluctuates in what you're intake. It fluctuates on your body fat percentage too because fat holds a lot of water. Um, but end the day that, you know, calories in versus calories out is as simple as it can get. Yeah. But again, what we are saying earlier, it's purely based on the person, the individual. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of underlying factors and probably medical factors or disorders or diseases or whatever going on behind the scenes that prevent people from metabolizing things mm-hmm. like hyperthyroidism. Um, you know, a lot of people don't, can, you know, cannot be aware that they've got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can affect their body's metabolism, how it responds. Um, well, does, does that come down to somebody's understanding and perception of themselves? It can, yeah, for sure. If they, and people, a lot of people aren't, you know, in, you know, they are not innately aware of how their body responds to certain intakes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone that's not trying to change their physical appearance may not be aware that their body doesn't metabolize carbohydrates. In a, you know, in, they might be aware that oh, you know, they've just had this whack of 100 grams of sugar, but their body doesn't respond to it. They don't yeah. feel like they get any energy. And, you know, there's, there could be a perfectly reasonable explanation to why. Um, you know, some people can, um, you know, some people that end up getting diabetes for a long time, unaware that they're, they're, they've got precursors to diabetes, for example. Like, it's not like there's an alarm that goes off in your head and going, oh shit, you know, there's something wrong with your liver. Uh, or something like you've I'm got. I'm in a, danger. Yeah, you've got a hormone imbalance. Better go. Better go see a GP. Yeah. It's only when something goes critically, critically wrong, that they're like, oh shit, you know, they faint. For example, well, why am I yeah. fainting? And that leads to a train of thought and an explanation. Then they go to the GP and like, ah, oh, you've got this. This explains why you're fainting. Um, but yeah, that comes down to you know people being aware, um, and in the day, you know, I understand and we understand you and I that. Not everyone wants to change their physical appearance. They're happy with the way they are. But I think there's a lot of bullshit going around at the moment where, you know, it's, it's a, it can be a bit of a contrast between the argument for body positivity mm-hmm. uh, and health. Yes. And there's yes. some people that, you know, they may listen to this and go, you know, Nathan, you're being, you sound pig-headed. But the point I'm coming from is that, you know, I'm all for body positivity, you know, being happy in your own skin, whatever, yeah. whatever being comfortable, whatever. But someone that promotes that and is also obese at the same time and isn't trying to reduce, you know, the dangerous effects of obesity mm. or go the other way, someone that's anorexic or you know, has a low BMI and they're promoting body positivity, that's yep. fine. Yep. But they're also risks of other things. So... Well, that's it. There's, there's, there's a huge correlation yet difference between the mental health side of it and the yeah. physical side. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because like we can be as positive as we want about somebody's shape and size and everything like that. And while the positivity side of it is fantastic in the mental health side yeah. of it, where it's like good for you as long as you're happy with yourself, that's fantastic. Yeah. But at the same time, the physical side of it goes if you're overweight your bmi is like through the roof yeah your organs aren't loving it That's your right, heart's like, not loving it and you overall a, your physical health is going yeah to you take short. a medical snapshot of someone's yeah. obese um and the outside they may be having the time of their life yeah enjoying their body enjoying you know life and whatever and not being affected by negative criticism but you know you get a personal trainer or an exercise physiologist and sits them down and say hey listen it's great that you're in a you know great headspace that's fine but You've got precursors for hypertension, for hypercholesterolemia. Mm. Um, 
you know, um, diabetes, you know, your visceral organs are at risk, whatever it is, um, yeah. high cholesterol, your arteries are at risk, stuff like that, um, cardiovascular diseases. Um, there's a lot of health issues that can accompany that sort of, um, you know, promotion. And, and yeah, so long as, you know, so long as people understand and they're taking steps to improve their physical health, I don't have an issue with it. But the moment I see someone on Instagram or Facebook or something promoting body positivity, and then if I suss out their page or their you know profile, whatever, and they're not talking about physical health, yeah, then I'm going, oh, the, you know, this people might see this and go, oh, it's okay to be this, you know, as big as I am, mm. which it's not, and that's why there's an obesity uh, epidemic across the world, yeah, where you know everyone's not riding the um, you know be happy in your own skin train, but not going, oh, you know, they're not acknowledging I need to physically change whether I exercise more or I um, you know, begin to eat cleaner and eat less calories. Um, so I think you know, there should be more emphasis on that. Um, well, that's it. I, I suppose that comes down to the education side of it. Yeah. There is so much of this that you only find out through your own personal research. Like yeah. It's not really taught through schools unless you go through like the not specialist really. yeah. kind of side of it. Like, I, I can remember like, in Utah Health and stuff. That a lot of this, like unless you go into a specific field of study of yeah. research of education of work nine times out of ten you're not going to know about this stuff you're just going to go about it eating the same stuff you were raised on that yeah. you like everything like that and you're going to find yourself in essentially a hole yeah, yeah I'm um, and the thing is that a lot of people you know as if they're loving things now and they're you know they're enjoying the freedom and they don't want to mm. feel restricted and what they eat that's fine but if so long as people are aware that they pay the cost later in life, yeah, you've only you know you've only got one life. How you start that life, you know, the first twenty or thirty years of that life can ripple effect through the rest of your existence. Yeah, very true, very um, true. It's like we can talk about smokers, we can talk about coffee addicts, we can talk about yeah, people you can, you can do about everything. Like, yeah. ev- but everything in life has a risk element to it. There's a risk to very reward true. ratio. Very true. No it's different like to bacon is a carcinogenic. And I love bacon. I love fucking bacon. Bacon's the fucking best. But we don't eat bacon all the time. We it's eat true, in moderation. Like, oh, and that's and that's a big point. Everything in moderation. Yeah. And fuck, vegetables. Vegetables are the fucking best. But sometimes they can be shit when people do not know how to prep or prepare <laughs> them right. And like, I love my parents. Mum, you know I love you. But <laughs> when we have steamed vegetables every night... I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> and, I don't know. It's one of those things where it comes down to love your feet. Yeah, love you, Fiona. God, please don't murder me. Um, but no, it's like when you have like the same thing, and like I've talked with Grace, my partner, about this. It's like sometimes when you have the same meals over and over again, you grow to it's, hate it's monotonous, it. It's monotonous. It's boring. Yeah. Um, I understand that. I I tend not to care though. Because I'm trying to achieve something, so I'll do. I'll eat what I need to eat to get this. Yeah, point. no, but you're not a normal person. You're, you, you're not you, 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 no shit. Your yes. mum would say that I about once, you. I, got, I once got told that I wasn't born. I was military issued, or I was issued. I was coming out of a factory. Yeah, I would believe that. And that hurt myself. We should talk to Tam about this. What was nothing like as a child? Oh fuck! Oh god! Yeah, he, he was dropped off when he was about twelve years old <laughs> in an assembly box. You got to put him together. You're a dickhead. God, I'd probably believe it. Anyway, um, but yeah, it comes down to everything in moderation. Yeah. Um, you know, in the day, I don't give a shit if people 
eat their way into another grave. It doesn't yeah. affect my life, but my passion is trying to help people and educate them, you know, as I'm trying to educate myself, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not going to tell someone that's um, that wants to lo- lose weight to oh, make sure you cut out all your fats. You know, we're not having any bacon, we're not having any pasta. I'm just going to be like, all right, what's your, you know, where, where are you now? Where yep. do you want to be? I'm ready what can we adjust in between? You know, end the day. And, and I've seen a lot um, in the bodybuilding realm um, the cheat meals, you know, save diets. Yeah. Essentially, you're operating on um, the same meals or the same general calorie intake every week. Mm-hmm. You, you, for your mental health and for your ability to maintain control of your diet, it's good to have a cheat meal or cheat yeah. meal or cheat day or whatever it is. As long as you can afford to accept, okay, I know that, you know, it's going to take me a little bit longer to get there, but as long as I stay consistent, as long as I have a day, you know, I want to go out with my friends and go to a nice well, that's, restaurant. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you can't expect somebody to be at, like, their physical peak seven days a week. No, no it's not It's not sustainable. Hours. It is not sustainable. No and I think, chance. And as we said, it's about finding something that works for you, whether that might be going, like, a seasonal route where it's, like, sometimes you want to be trim, other times you want to have on, like, a layer of warming fat, as I call it, over winter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> shut up, you warming <laughs> It's my warming layer. And I will preach about this until the cows come. What would you say if I called it blubber? <laughs> you piece of shit. Because whales have blubber to keep themselves warm. And I would say that whales are majestic and gorgeous. And <laughs> love a, yourself. Body positivity. That's a good call. <laughs> Um, But yeah, like we can talk about nutrition until the cows come home. But at the end of the day, it comes down to having a rounded diet, something that is sustainable, enjoyable, and gets you towards the goals that you want to have. You can eat really nice meals and uh, low-calorie meals to get to lose weight. You can eat really nice meals and high-calorie meals to gain weight. Yep. So as long as you want to put, if you want to put on lean muscle mass, generally you want to have your protein as the highest component. Um, otherwise, if you have your fat and carbs as the highest component, you will gain body weight. Yep. Body weight includes water, includes fat, includes muscle mass. Uh, it also includes, like, obviously your bone mass and, and organ weight and stuff like that. But generally, for anyone listening, um, yeah, if you want to add lean, mu- lean muscle mass, you know, you want to tone, you want to build muscle, whatever it is, generally you want to have your protein as the highest and most consistent component. Yep. So whether it be you get, you know, you eat good... Uh, Generally, white meat tends to have the highest protein um, intake. Um, you know, if you need to take, if you need to have shakes, one shake a day or whatever, just to get you over that threshold. Yep. Um, my normal, my intake is about. Uh, I eat a lot more protein than, um, than like an average person, yep. so I operate on sort of 1.8 grams of protein per kilo. Yep. Normal person, I think, um, is probably 1.2 to 1.5 from memory. I reckon it's that high. Yeah, well, you factor in. I thought it was. I thought it was 0.5. Oh god. Per kilo. I don't know. I'm, I don't think it is. For, I'm talking know, for that's... someone to, to gain lean muscle mass is what I'm talking about. Fair. Like an average maintenance is probably yeah that 0.5 to 0.8 and somewhere in that realm. Um, but like you factor that one gram is only f- like for someone like you and I. What are you? You're 90 what? 90 kilos? Yeah, 90 kilos. So 90 grams a day, and you break that break 90 up against three meals. Um, you know, you've got 30 grams of protein per meal. 
<laughs> what are you searching? So, uh, this is just like off the top of my head, just a little bit of Google. So the average person ingests or intake is about 0.8 grams of protein per yeah, kilo. Yeah. So I sp- look, at the end of the day, do your research, know what goals you want to have, yeah. and put yourself in a diet and a lifestyle that will allow you to achieve yeah, that's these exactly goals. Right. Yeah, so if you point, if you want to lose weight, um, work out a system in your lifestyle that that can contribute and mm. you know um, can you that can contribute to you achieving that goal. Whether yeah. it's over a twelve month goal, that's fine. You know, goal is a goal. That you know, can't be twelve weeks. Yeah. In the day, have an understanding, do your research, know that it's not. There's never a quick fix. That's what some people I have to explain yeah. to some people that like there's no fancy pills, there's no fancy powders no. that you can do. Like yes, some of them might act as a meal substitute, but at the end of the day, they're gonna have you feeling shit. They're gonna affect different facets of your body. Yeah. Look, there's no shortcut to it, and I think that's something that I'm gradually starting to learn as I educate myself more and more about yeah. nutrition and about physical health. Going to it with a holistic approach as yeah. opposed to a results approach. So right here. Um, I think that's a good place to kind of tie that one off because like we can talk about that until the cows come home. Yeah, like we're 50 minutes in already. Yeah, look, we're doing, we're doing we're well doing when it comes this, to timing eggs. We'll, we'll probably do this in two segments, I think. Yeah, I think that's probably the best we'll, one. We'll start on sport and rec stuff and then we'll, yeah. on, on another podcast. Next so, podcast, we'll finish it, yeah. Okay, so, so far, we've talked a little bit about what good nutrition looks like, um, balancing the good and the bad, um, donuts versus chicken... I'll put those two together. (laughs) Um, The difference between fats, proteins, carbs, personalized diets, and the lack of education surrounding these very, very complex issues. Um, Now, going to move on to sport and recreation. The other half of the debate. Yeah, the the other other half half of the equation. So we've talked about a little bit about our body's intake. Um, Now this is a little bit about the uses. Yeah, the output. So, sport and rec. Um, this is more, more your field. Yeah, 100%. Um, you definitely are the nutrition, you're the lifting based person. Like, you're the person who is gains based in the, yeah. Yeah, in the general sense. Whereas me, I'm more action performance. Yeah. If that makes any yeah, good yeah, sense. Yeah, athletic development um, yeah. in a way. An athlete perspective on the issues, I suppose, is a. Look, and not to take anything away from bodybuilders, I reckon bodybuilders are very much underdone when it comes to athletic yeah I've, a, I've had a few arguments with some people because I in, this, in the bodybuilding industry athletes are con- sorry bodybuilders are considered athletes yep some people are on the other side of the fence and say they're not because they don't do physical uh, a physical sport the frustrating thing is that you know you name you name an athlete that trains what four hours a day and their entire life yeah. is based around one goal right it's the Get to the, a muscle, uh, get to a physique, because it's physique. It's an it's yeah. an objective based sport. Um, so yeah, it's not results based. Um, it's how you look and how you feel yeah. um, type thing. So I've had a few arguments with people, and they're like, "Oh, well, no, bodybuilders aren't athletes." Well, I was like, "All right, compare the pair. Right, you got an average footballer, trains what two times a week or three times a week. Uh, so we'll say we'll go." We'll go yeah, we'll go top of the line. We'll go, yep. we'll go AFL versus like... So AFL standards, yeah. um, I think they've got two main, training se- two main training sessions a week and then maybe one or two of skill-based sessions. So yep. let's say four training sessions a week um, and then diet and everything else on top of that to keep them in the peak physical and recovered state yeah. for maximum performance. Yeah, that's fair. And then you, you compare that against a similar 
um, top of the line bodybuilder. Top of the line builder. They'll train four hours a day. They'll train in the morning and train in the night. They'll eat six or seven meals a day. Sometimes up to eight or nine. Yeah. Um, keep in mind they're not big meals. They're just they're small meals, but they still need to maintain. Yeah. So it's just um, about getting fuel in the body. Fuel in the body. Um, their sleep is regimented, so they sleep for the exact amount of time every single day. Um, they see essentially, you know, one has. I suppose you look at it over a number of hours. You know, you got four hours a day. Plus you're eating, so they're, what, there's probably an hour and a half or two hours a day yep. eat worth eating, um, and then they're sleeping. So there's meal prep, there's everything else that gets yeah, into Yeah, there's it. all the other things. So um, it's not like I'm comparing, like, not saying one's better than the other, but, um, yeah, you're, you have a better understanding of athlete development from a, essentially, a, you know, you, you're an entry-level athlete when you're playing the under-18s and, and yeah, squad yeah. stuff, and where I've, I've got a pretty, I've got an okay understanding of, you know, the regimented every minute of every day type vibe that yeah. it has to be accounted for because it's all towards one thing where you're putting your body through four hours of training a day you have to get 10 hours of sleep you have to get this intake to recover to then train the next day um yeah i think because yeah like um unless you are a top level athlete when it comes to your sport of choice, nine times out of ten, you are doing it purely for the enjoyment oh, of the game. 100%. Like yes, there's the physical component where you're fit, you're active, and you're making sure your body performs well. But at the end of the day, it boils down to enjoyment. Like the reason I play sport is because I fucking love playing sport. I love being able to go out, play with my team, my friends, and just have a laugh as I run around and do some stupid shit out in the field. Yeah. And I suppose that's my biggest thing um, when it comes to sports. So the sports that I play at the moment are Ultimate Frisbee and footy. Mm. Um, Ultimate Frisbee is something that nine, nine people out of ten that's probably haven't heard of. Oh, and Spikeball. Fucking Spikeball is the best. <laughs> if you haven't played Spikeball, I highly recommend it. I, this is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> um, That'd be fucking good. <laughs> oh, dude, tell me about it. Um, but no, give it a shot. Um, but yeah, the sports that I play are for enjoyment and two, to get my body moving because when I'm out there playing sport, whether I finish, whether I'm doing it, I always feel better after I've been running around outside, having the sun shining down on me, whether it's oh, just being outside, fresh air, sun, air, yeah, just goodness and people. So I suppose... Why do we like the sports that we do? Um, mine is... You just explained it. Yeah, no, I kind of have, haven't I? Why do I like mine? Um, well, I'm, I'm introverted, so I like doing things generally by No. Myself. Why do you do that? Introverted? Why do you do that? I'm explaining. You? What if someone jumped into this episode and didn't know what the fuck <sighs> was doing? Can you shut up? <laughs> and that's where we ended this episode. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I do it from a... Um, and an objective standpoint, I want my body to look a certain way, so therefore I'm taking and you know I'm doing the training and stuff to achieve yep. that point of view. I don't necessarily like running as a whole. I've never enjoyed running. I enjoy. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed playing football, like yep. you said in the in the intro podcast. Um, I like playing football, but now uh, there's minimum interest in it. Um, I prefer to do my own thing, to operate on my own timeline, as opposed to be here at this time. We're going to train from this time to this time um, because my schedule is stuffed. Like. You know, each week. Oh, I suppose, I suppose that's a that's a good point as well. It comes down to your schedule and what mm. you can really fit in, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like I don't an average person plays one sport. Yeah. Like, you're not average. 
Yeah. You play fuck three sports. You spend four out four nights a week, four days a week. How are you going to manage that when uni kicks off is beyond Look, me. and this, this, is, <laughs> this is legitimately something I was thinking about the other day. How am I going to manage two slash three sports right. with a full workload plus placement plus you know, work? Social life and partner. Plus, and, yeah, I know. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where something's going to have to give. And I am very realistic of the fact that something is going to have to give. Yeah. And it comes down to footy and frisbee spike ball. I can do on my own terms. Yeah, I can do that. we got the kid here and we play. We haven't played yeah. spike ball in, lawn, in front lawn for a long time. But True, because we've given the lawn time to recover. Yeah, we fucked that <laughs> We fucked that <laughs> um, But no, I think the biggest thing it comes down to is like find something that suits your schedule yeah. that you can do in your own time. Like when we go out to the gym, we do it in our own time. Whether yeah. it's... When it's hot, we wait until the sun goes down. If we've got something on in the day, we'll do it early. Yeah, we change, yeah. Chops change. No, yeah. I think that's the reason why I like, um, you know, the, the um, resistance training, the gym work stuff, because I can, yeah. I, it's, it's, you know, I don't have someone young, like, not yelling, but like someone saying, hey, you know, where were you today or whatever. If I'm having a bad day, I don't want people to come and be like, hey, well, you didn't fucking train. You know, why didn't you train? Give me the reason, give me the reason. No. Um, and I and I don't like answering to someone, like as in like a coach or something. I don't want to be like, I don't have, I shouldn't have to justify myself if I'm having a bad time and I don't want to talk to people about it. I shouldn't have to be like, fuck, coach. All right, I've had a bad day, and he goes, well, don't be soft. But that comes from back from that country, you know, that country football lifestyle. Hundred percent. You know, cup of concrete, get on with it. Um, yeah. But it's generally that's yeah. I've just shifted away and I've just accepted the fact that I respond um, better to you know, operating on my own terms in a way. So mm. that's essentially why I like the bodybuilding life or the resistance training life. I wouldn't say bodybuilding. It's not like I'm, I'm not even amateur. I've never competed. Like I was thinking about it a few years ago, but... Yeah, um, I remember that actually. That yeah, was... When I was a bit bigger and a bit more consistent with training and eating and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not even just a, a, a hobbyist, like an no. enthusiast really. Like, just like... But, I, I, and at the end of the day, that's all you really have to do. It's like you do it yeah. for yourself. Yeah, you do. That's why and I enjoy it, and that's the exact reason. Look, so. I think I think that ties back in well to the whole motivation side of it. Like, if you're not doing it for yourself, then there's no way in hell that you were going to be Can't consistent be about it and enthusiastic about it. Yeah. If you're trying to do it for somebody else, there's no way shape or form that you are going to be like, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to lift all this shit and... I'm gonna feel shit about it afterwards. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna do it for X, Y, Z reason, and I'm yeah. not any of those reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. You start making, you start achieving what you want to achieve, but you, there's no self gratification because you know it's not what yeah, you're trying it's not to for do. You. Um. But I suppose one thing that we can kind of link sport and rec back with is the humans' natural need for community. Yeah, like we did last time. It's like one of the reasons I love sport is because it gets me talking with friends, it gets me interacting, um, and gets me involved, yeah, as you said. So, and I always find it so much better running as a group as opposed to running by myself. I hate going for long runs. Let's say I want to go for a run, I will. You dread it. Find any excuse in the book (laughs) to go, no, not today. But if I'm going for a run with a couple of friends, I'll be like, Fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm excited. Be chatting the entire way along, just be motivated, just trying to keep up. Um, it's an accountability thing there too, where yeah. other people are like, you know, everyone's on the same page, but 
you know, everyone's holding each other accountable mm. for, you know, for doing that session. Yeah, like even when it comes down to workouts out in the gym, it's like you and I hold each other accountable Generally, and we drive yeah. each other and we go, just pick it up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But so, I suppose, like, I love smalling working and training, like, small groups, hell, even large groups, because I yeah. feel like there's so much more to be gained from pushing yourself against other people. You can pace yourself, you can drive yourself, you can go, I'm going to beat that motherfucker in yeah, every right. single activity. Yeah. But, again, it comes down to personal preference. Like, if you're an introvert who wants to go and do everything by themselves and wants to be purely self-motivated, 100% go and do it. Yeah. If you're somebody who needs a group, find a group on Facebook, on Tinder, on fucking YouTube. Yeah, go out and find a lot of something. Resources around yeah. there that you can do that stuff. And that's it. Like everybody, like we are so connected nowadays. Yet, so many people have reluctance to pick up the phone, and pick up the fucking keyboard, and go groups that do this. Yeah. And I suppose that comes from a little bit of fear, a little bit of uh, lack of um, confidence, experience. experience. Yeah, the oh unknown. god, dude, there's there's the huge fear about being afraid to suck at something new. Yeah, exactly right, hundred percent. People, no, no one wants to be shit. Yeah, no one likes being shit, right? And it's and it's very humbling, and people don't understand this that, that you know going through the learning experience from anything from a new job to a new sport, mm. you know, even how you know even from a new relationship. Yeah, um, you know, no one wants to be shit at it. And no one wants to go through that suck period where, you know, they're learning everything, they're, they're being told off every third or fourth time for getting yep. something wrong. But eventually you get to the point where you stop making mistakes or you stop asking questions because you start remembering repetition, repetition. Um, yeah, 100% is very much that thing that, you know, no one wants to be the first one. Like, hey guys, you know, let's let's go to the park and we'll kick a soccer ball around. And that one person that goes, oh, but, you know, I'm not good at it. Yeah. I'm good at soccer. I'll, 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 I'll give it a miss. I've got something on. Just because they're afraid to, no. you know. But then, yeah, that comes back to being comfortable. Look, I, th- I think that comes down, like, everybody has had a point in their lives where they have sucked at something. Yeah. Okay. And if you haven't, fucking bully to you, but nine, fucking everybody sucked at something. I think the biggest thing is to have the confidence to put yourself out there. And I know this might be something that a lot of people find difficult, but start with something small. Like, start with going to one training session. Start with picking up one weight. Yeah, that's right. And it's about building that. Asking that one friend, hey, do you want to go for a walk around the park? Yeah. And that leads to, hey, let's get a group together and we'll go have a picnic and kick kick a ball around. Yeah. And that can lead to, you know, you getting 20 minutes of moderate exercise as you're chasing each other around or whatever it is. That leads to the formation of a fucking social football team. Right, that's right. It's like so many of these things are built on small little things. Especially it's like, in Melbourne. Hell, the formation of our podcast, it was, no, we're sitting around talking shit. Let's get a recorder. That's right. Oh, let's get a microphone. Let's find a program. Yeah. It's yeah, all right. of these little things because like nine times out of ten, fuck, I've said that a few times. <laughs> You've said that. Um, but yeah, when it comes down to it, it's like little things can build into big things yeah, and the see. big things are what we're chasing in life. Yeah, for sure. Like you want, you want the end goal, but you don't do the work. Yeah. You don't do, you don't have the suck period. So, um, it's no different. Yeah, like, fuck my my inadequate, my inadequate, Jesus Christ, inadequacy, my inadequacy. The earlier this podcast, <laughs> health and nutrition, 
my speciality doesn't resolve, isn't focused on nutrition based, it's yeah. focused on training based. No. So, and I understand that, you know, once I get into a job and a field and stuff that I speak about this more and more often, I'll understand it more. In the day, nutrition is something that constantly changes yeah. because we're understanding the body more and more. No different to, um, you know, your, especially in Melbourne, like I was saying earlier, the access to the, you know, the chances to join new groups to meet new people. Oh, shit, It's yeah. unprecedented, mm. massively. And it's like, it's only going to get bigger. It's like Melbourne yeah, is expanding. Like, the majority of major cities are expanding. Our population as a whole is growing, growing exponentially. Yeah, it's fine. Which is, one, a little bit concerning so, so for the future. Our, kid, our grandkids have been fucked. Yeah. Unless things change now, and fuck, we can get right into this on another podcast. <laughs> but unless, yeah. Yeah, no, so safe to say the world is going to end. In fire and flame. In fire and flame. <laughs> God, do we look back on this in with one, 50 years and just one, be like... The, the, the one percenters, like the one yeah. percent of the population has all the money, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's a scary thought. It's yeah. like, if you put any amount of thought into the future of the world, you're scary. like, yeah, it's a scary concept. Scary. But this is for us, well, yeah. for us and future generations to work on. I'll, I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll be pissed if my grandkids aren't told about our podcast. I'll be so annoyed. <laughs> but hours of work in it and you little bastards don't know anything. Dude, they'll be like, where's the hologram about it, Dad? Oh, Fucking yo. hologram back in mind. <laughs> yo, we're going to be those grandparents, man. Dude, no. I, That'd be dope. I swear, if I don't keep up, like, you know how your grand... Hell, your parents probably be like, Nathan, how do we how do we play Candy Crush? How do we install it on our phone? Nah, my folks are cluey, man. Dude, Actually? Like, that, my dad spent so uh, much time on his iPad. And my mum, mum's uh, a little bit less uh, techno savvy than dad, but they, they, they know all they need, like they want Dude, to do. Dude, two years ago, my mum couldn't work out how to answer a phone You're call. You're shitting on your mum in this podcast. I am a little bit. This is the third time you brought him brought your mum into it. What can I say? I love my mum. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's <laughs> a segment at the end. Yeah, going to read poetry. Oh, true. No, to be fair, like, mum actually is, like, one of the staunchest supporters of this podcast. Yeah, yeah no, she sent me a message. She sent me a message last well. time, of, um, last time she watched it, or watched it, listened Listen to it. Listened to it, yeah. She's like, you spoke very well, but you need to get rid of some of the profanity. I'm like, mum, you're the one who taught me how to swear. <laughs> What we do, we need to get a, put a, we need to set your camera up that way people can watch and listen to us oh, speak. God. It's so much easier to watch someone talking about issues than it's just straight up listening. Yeah, look, I, I fear for the people. Why? Um, We're good looking blokes, mate. Yeah, I know we are, but somebody's going to hear you speak and they're going to see your face and put two and two together and be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, just sitting on my I'm shitting on everyone. <laughs> Well, oh, wrap God. the sport um, up. So why join clubs or why make groups? Ever? Shit, yeah. Um, biggest thing for me is one, you pick up new skills, you find new friends, you find new people, you're able to express yourself in different ways and you're just able to experience more. It's like every single person that you come across in your day-to-day life is going to teach you something. You're going to pick something up from them. And... To really kind of develop yourself, develop your skills, you've got to come across more people. You've got to learn more. And every person I come across, I try and learn something from them. So, 
whether that be a new club, whether that be a new group, um, sport-wise, education-wise. I've got the word of the day, too. Oh, what the fuck? I completely forgot about the word of yeah, the day, Chuck's word, Chuck's word of the day. Chuck's... You do Chuck's fact of the week, and I'll do the word of the day. Okay. I do. Um, Nathan, why do you reckon you join new clubs and um, learn new skills? I... Yeah. When I was younger, we... Like, my old man pushed us towards... Um, Towards the sport, towards football, because he loves football. He's pretty good mm-hmm. football. He pushed us towards it. If we didn't pick it up, we didn't pick it up. But there was always the option for basketball. Um, there was always the option for you know tennis and swimming and stuff like that. Growing up, yeah. So now, as as an adult uh, or relative adult, physical adult, mental child, um, like you. Mm. There we go. What was that? There we go. You I'm trying to find the fact of the day, and you pull this shit. <laughs> Um, would be um, yeah to meet new people would probably be the biggest thing if I you know if I was if I moved to a new city the first thing I'd try and do is make friends yeah uh, because no, no one likes to like we said last podcast you know some people like to be alone but no one likes to feel lonely right yep um, so I'd try to meet I'd try to find a club or a group to meet new people would be the crux of it. Mm-hmm. Once you make friends, it's easier to catch up and have social and you know social interactions and stuff that isn't related around sport. Second thing would be um, yeah to build new skills and stuff like that. It'd be um, yeah especially if it's a sport you aren't familiar with, like like myself swimming and tennis and, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, unfamiliar territory in those sense. Um, but yeah, that's that's why I would join a club or you know make a group or something like that. Uh, would be for the social side of it, to meet new people, to answer your questions. Nice. I like that. But not putting away, like, I, I know a lot of people that do both. They play sport, like yourself, for example, play sport and do the, do, like, the gym stuff, the individual training stuff. Um, like, you spend a lot of time with you and your mate, um, Beachy, doing sprint sessions over the summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit about the sport and rec, isn't it, mate? You're, you're ready for this fact. It can't be that hard, mate. Just Dude, no, nah, I'm trying to find the best fact All right. out there. So going, basing on what you were saying about everyone's individual experience, the word you're looking for is sonder. Sonder? Sonder, that's the word of that. Sonder, the realisation that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. Fair enough. Because tell me you haven't sat in traffic... And looked over and seen someone sitting in the car next to you and going, fuck, I wonder what brought them to this exact moment that we're two feet apart. That's very true. That imagine that. Imagine true. looking up, you know, sitting across on a tram and being looking at someone, you know, an elderly gentleman, like, I wonder mm. what choices in your life have led you to this exact moment. That is true. We do, we, we do play a fun game about that. Oh, yeah. Tell me about their life. <laughs> that, about that's that. more to like... <laughs> that's more like that's past us, the time. Yeah, past <laughs> the time storytelling bullshit. Yeah, we're um, we good at that. But yeah, the word today is somber. That somber. each passerby is living a life as vivid, vivid and complex as your own. So you think about your issues and the complexity and um, the web going can, inside your head. There is a lot of issues Every there. single person. Every, <laughs> you're, a man, you're a fucking nutcase. Every single person that you will ever pass in your entire life has the exact mm. same um, complexity going on in their head. And sometimes it's I, I, it fucking knocks me around. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. That is scary. That's man. pretty full on. Isn't it? And there's a heap of, I got a thing saved on a computer of all these German words for like exact feelings. Which, which yeah gems are strange yeah um, like the exact feeling of you'd make a good German 
Why? Why, Abba? Limited emotional range. <laughs> You're a dick. You're insulting the entire fucking nation. I am. Nationality, sorry. Quarter German. <laughs> What's the fact of the day, dickhead? Radio. Fact of the day. Did you know that chipmunks and other small rodents have fast reaction times because they process light faster than humans? And essentially, they see the world in slow motion. What? I didn't fucking know that. Neither did I. That's why it's called the fact of the day, you idiot. Oh, well, you knew last, the fucking last one. Yeah, I know, but that's because that one's a basic one. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I didn't know that, so I can't but be no. So, chipmunks... Holy shit, dude. See, process, process light, light faster. faster. So, everything... Like, how does that... Because, like, saw this thing the other day about baseball. That it takes the human eye approximately 100 milliseconds to process light. Yeah, so let's, let's say let's say you've got a, yeah let's say you've like got like a pitcher, shit. a pitcher baseball pitcher. Throw the ball. It takes them a fraction of a second yeah. to process the fact that the ball has even been thrown, and then all of a sudden you've got to go through all the calculations to actually fucking hit it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. Yeah. And to think that rodents, chipmunks, it's whatever, like well. hell, you can include insects and stuff like that. You ever try and catch a fly? They're aerial combat artists, mate. Yeah, I know. It's They're unreal. Crazy. But, like, to factor in, like, we, as you said, sonder. There are so many complex lives going on out there. And to think that chipmunks see everything faster than we do. That's a good fact, man. Yeah. That's a solid one. Next podcast, i gotta come. I got to top that. Yeah, good luck. Can't be that hard, mate. Oh, yeah, to be fair, there's the a lot of low. facts out there. Said you, the you set the bar very low. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like you, Nathan. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> and, right. we're, and we're back. And we're back. Right, yo. Um, I think that is a pretty good yeah, spot to we'll, we'll end the podcast. We'll follow up on um, the motivation and workouts and, and our response to lockdown. We'll do like a part B of this. Um, we didn't realise that nutrition was going to take up so much time, but yeah. I suppose it could have taken up a lot more time if we delve further into it. 100%. But, um, um, yeah. Maybe I'll, um, next time we do something that's relative, related, sorry, to anatomy and physiology I'll come a little bit more prepared so you say that now I'll try I'll try okay I'll hold you that um, right here. um yeah thank you everybody for joining us for episode number three of the House of Games podcast thank you as always future. it's been an absolute pleasure Nathan the future ABBA and future offspring yeah um if you're listening to this in the future future Abishay have you, you what would you name your first child be your name oh, your first girl first boy god I, I used to threaten my dad and be like, I'm going to name my first son after you. And he'd go, don't. <laughs> yeah, God, dude, no. I would go... Alex Alexander? Alexander Mate- That's not bad. Alexander- yeah, Alex Matias. I don't mind that. Alexander Matias. I haven't thought about it. Think about it. Come to the next podcast or something. <laughs> no, you fucking forget. With a name, list of baby names. <laughs> God. Anyway. Until next time, everyone. Yeah, until next time, thank you very much, and we'll leave you there. Goodbye. See you guys.